Hi, and welcome to 27 Talks. I'm Amber, and I'm sitting here with an amazing salon influencer, an amazing creator in this industry, and an amazingly, I don't know, all-around tech genius, Mr. Ronan Percival. Thank you so much for being here. You are the CEO and creator and founder of Forest Salon Software, and I could not be more excited to have you with us today. Welcome. Thanks, Amber. I'm delighted to be with you. And uh, the last time I saw you in person was only a few weeks before COVID lockdown. So um, it's good to see you again. It's so good to see you again. It feels like a different decade ago. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? I know. It feels like it was yesterday. And at the same time, it feels like a lifetime ago, for sure. The world has changed a lot and will continue to change. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Well, I wanted to sit and chat with you um, about the industry that you and I both love so much, which is the lawn world. But you bring such an amazing component to this industry that I've been a part of for so many years, as you have as well. And it's been so exciting to watch over the years this lawn world really grow and develop. And you having an amazing hand in doing that with creating forests. And I would love to hear a little bit about how you stepped into that and how forest evolved. Yeah, well, um, Amber, um, so I've been in this industry uh, 15, 16 years now. And um, uh, yeah, it's really been my whole life. But I, I'm not a hairdresser uh, originally. I started out uh, as a working front of house in a, in a salon in Dublin, in Ireland. And um, I just really fell in love with it really quickly. I, I, I didn't, I was just a job at the start. And then you, it's hard not to fall in love with the atmosphere in the salon, which I'm sure you understand very well. But there's, there's something different about working in, in a salon environment than there is in another type of environment. Like people come in looking forward to coming in uh, into you. And I don't think they look forward to going into every business, right? They and they're really looking forward to it. And then they come in and there's an energy you get off them. And then they, you, they go off with their stylist. I'm talking from the front of house point of view. They go off with their stylist and they have, you know, they get some special time on their hair, on everything, right? Whatever services are being provided. And then they, they are, get pampered and then they come back to the front desk and they actually feel and look better than they did when they walked in. And they were feeling good when they walked in because they were excited about it. And they leave feeling great. And that positive energy um, really rubs off on people, I think, if you work in, in that environment all the time. There's something really uh, fulfilling about it. And I, I fell in love with that very quickly and realized I was going to spend the rest of my life in this industry. I just didn't know what it would be. And then how I got involved in technology was that the lady I worked for back then, it was all paper and pen, obviously, on, on taking appointments and all that kind of stuff. But um, she used to have a terrible problem with no-shows. She used to have, uh, you know, like we would have, you know, sometimes three or four no-shows a day. She's quite a big salon. Um, so she had maybe 12 stylists. And, and so not, you know, not all of them would have a no-show every day, but maybe three or four of them would have a no-show each day. But that added up over the course of the year to maybe 40, $30,000, $40,000 in no-shows. And it just seemed like such an obvious thing to try and fix. And so we... I had a friend who is a programmer and we built a really basic appointment screen that sent a text message appointment reminder. And this is back in 2005. And we implemented it in her salon. And within about six weeks, 
we'd reduced her her no shows by seventy five percent. So basically, had saved her about thirty thousand dollars a year, uh, which is huge. Like you know what I mean? Like you know, if I could just give you thirty thousand dollars a year extra cash in your pocket, because that's basically what it was. You know, um, like it was an amazing impact for just one thing. Like all we'd done was one thing, and we'd had that impact. And I think that was obviously really exciting. And you knew you were onto something much bigger. But actually, the thing that was even bigger than that was that um, uh, we were collecting everybody's cell number. And because we had everyone's cell number, we then were able to market to them later. And that was the real insight. The no-shows was a, was a sort of nice thing, but the ability then to market to them. So um, in January is usually, the, well, pre-COVID, you know, January was the quiet time. You'd have a really busy period from, you know, pre-Thanksgiving and into Christmas. And then it would kind of get quiet in January. And she was able to send out a marketing campaign by text message. It was the first one. We think, it, and we haven't heard of any other one in the industry ever, the first ever text message campaign to clients. And uh, it, it worked incredibly well. They basically got a little sampler shampoo um, for everyone who booked in in January. And she was fully booked then from January and into February off the back of that. And, uh, and then we, and that was all came from the same thing, collecting their cell number for an appointment, to, which cut down on no-shows. And then we were able to use the same cell number to do marketing when they were quiet. And, you know, Bob's your uncle. You're basically having two big impacts on, on her business. And, uh, and that's where the idea for Forrest came. It, it wasn't really, we do salon software, which, which obviously you guys use. And, uh, to do all your, you know, stock control and reporting and all those things that you do in your business, but they don't really move the needle. You know what I mean? What moves the needle is if you can cut down on no shows or if you can, the salon is empty and you can hit a few buttons and suddenly the salon is full. Like that's how you can actually have an impact and technology can do that. And that was where Forrest kind of came out of that idea. That's so awesome. I love that it seems like looking back on it and, you know, just a simple text message and that idea of something creating that to go out has like snowballed into this massive tech platform that you guys have been able to create and yourself have been able to create. I mean, the thing that the salon world has now today at our disposal is amazing. And not only, yes, of course, we use those no-shows or appointment reminders and online booking. I mean, right now we've got, you know, you and I both know the salon app. I mean, that's how amazing is that for the client to have like their own app right in their hand where they're like one in the morning and they're like, oh, I need to get my hair done. And they're looking for an appointment. That's amazing. When did that ever, you know, before that was just a dream of something, but how incredible. Yeah, it kind of goes further. It goes further and further. Like you can, I think, uh, What's interesting is that, um, and this is we're doing this for for you guys. Like you, you're the guys that actually put it out there. You know, we give you the technology, but but it's up to you to actually get your clients to use it and everything like that. And, and I think uh, um, it, it's amazing. Well, like you know, we were just discussing earlier <laughs> before we recorded, but like you're, I was saying, do you use this, this, and this? And you're doing everything, everything that we do. You seem to be doing, which is fantastic. Uh, but if you use it all. <laughs> lesson there i think you know the people who use it the most do have the most successful salon businesses because there's so many tools out there for salon owners now and if you just stay open and use them 
if it's a good idea, go for it. Don't, you know, it can be difficult because it's change and, you know, and sometimes technology can be scary. But the people who just overcome that and really try to use everything are the ones that seem to have the more thriving businesses. They get, you know, more interactions with their clients. Their clients feel that the business they're with is more cutting edge, is more, you know, is making life easier for them. So, um, so it's interesting, yeah. And I think too, even just from the operations standpoint, you know, having software that has like your um, inventory integrated into it in terms of whether that even be just management for your you know, point of sale and for also even, even e-commerce, which is going to be a huge aspect of what the next steps of salon life is going to look like too. Yeah, yeah. Look, we, we, I'm really excited about that. Like, so when we think about e-commerce, it's funny because um, salons are probably some of the few, the, the, the last remaining businesses that are still doing a, most of their uh, retail in salon, in, in a physical store, right? And um, so much businesses, I mean, if you look out on your street or wherever around you, so much of that has moved online, right? So, um, but because salons have that personal relationship with their clients, a lot of it stayed uh, in store. But then if people do go online for a product that they're recommended by you or your stylist, that's not coming back to you. So you're doing all this heavy lifting, um, you know, educating a client about a brand, making the brand look good because you've got, you know, lovely uh, displays around the salon and, you know, you're investing all this money and effort into making that brand look great. And then if they buy it because it's easier to buy it on Amazon or, you know, maybe they're not available on Amazon, but whatever. Um, we really want that, you know, we, we think the salon does so much of the heavy lifting there in establishing a brand. And we really want, really think that we need to help empower the salon to capture their fair share of that value, if that makes sense, you know? And um, so when we think about e-commerce, like, so like our first step of e-commerce with, with COVID, we've been thinking about it for years, but our first step was right. We just got to enable e-commerce for salons because we we're tracking all your invent, uh, your inventory anyway. So like, you have that inventory. We know what the brands are. We got the barcodes. Let's just enable that through your website or whatever. So we, we've done that and it's just coming out. I don't know if you've, you've had a chance to, to have a go at that yet, yeah. um, but it's just the beta there. So that the first step is to do that, to just get you going. Now that can be at the moment, that's you shipping it or you having, you know, your front of house doing some shipments every day or whatever it is um, and having UPS call around for it or whatever way you want to do it. Um, but if you think where that's going, that's where it could get really powerful. So there's one feature we have in the product, which um, is available now, which is great, I think, which is basically um, the problem with e-commerce. Like if, if, if you as a salon open an e-commerce store and you have, let's just say, Orbe or you know, L'Oreal or whatever you have in, in the store, you know, every salon might have the same stores. There might be a million of those stores on the Internet. Like there's no benefit of you over someone else. But what you have is you've personal relationships with clients and you know what they've bought before uh, or what or you've recommended things to them. And so if they, you know that you have that information in your, like in this case in Forest. So if you send an email from Forest to all your clients, there'll be a link just to the stuff that they've bought before. So they're way more likely to want to buy that. Oh, there, that's what I bought before. Click done. I don't have to kind of go through a store and find out where it is. That's doing something that 
Amazon can't do because Amazon can't go to some random person and say, I know you bought this, this item in your store in this salon over there. So buy it now. Like if Amazon could do that, they would be making billions. Right. But so we can empower you as a salon to do that with your clients. And if you have 500 clients or 2000 clients, whatever you have in your database, it's about they all buy products and it's about you have information on that and you should be able to take advantage of that. So that's, that's what's kind of available now. And then, and we're hopefully, you know, you'll be rolling that out over the next, uh, next few weeks or a month or so. And then the next phase after that then is recommendations. And so a recommendation happens now is that you have a client and you, Amber, you tell me, you know, this shampoo is great or this conditioner, you know, for your hair, you know, we think this styling product might be good or whatever. And, and I don't know what, what it is probably for you. Everyone buys it, but it's with a regular stylist recommends a product. What, I don't know one in two, you know, one in three times they'll buy it. And the other times it's not that they'll say no, but they're just like, I'm not buying it for whatever reason. And so we want to make that part of e-commerce. So how, how we will do that is really simply. Um, and I don't know if you've seen this already, Amber, but basically I, I'll recommend you, you know, sorry, this is, I'll, we'll use the stapler as an example. I recommend you this stapler not, not to be used on your hair. But, um, and you might go, yeah, I'll buy that. So if you buy that, that's fine. It just gets recorded. You walk away, nothing else happens. But if I recommend you this, I'll, on Forest, I'll just scan that with the camera to your profile. And you'll, you'll go, you know, oh, I'm not going to buy it now. I'll, I'll buy another time or, you know, whatever reason. And you leave and that's fine. Um, but now we know that you recommended that product. And so you, you can get an email the next day uh, the next week, whatever setting you want to set at it. And it'll say, you know, Amber recommended this product for you. You know, if you do still want to buy it, click here and you can get 53 points for buying it as well, which will help give you a reward for something else in the salon. And so that's kind of, we think if you get 50% of people to convert in store, you possibly get another 50% of the remainder to commit to the e-commerce part of it later. Do you know what I mean? thereby lifting the percentage of people who buy, buy uh, stuff. And because it's all done, they don't have to, they already have an account because they'll have booked online with you or they have the app. So they already have an account with you. So they don't have to create a new account. You know, that's really annoying when you go to a smaller website and you have to create a new user account, right? Yeah. But, you know, thousands of your clients have booked online, so they already have a user account. They already have a credit card saved, so they don't have to enter a credit card. So you, and then you have, if you have a loyalty program, they're going to get loyalty points as well for doing that. So you're basically giving them those benefits that they can get from Ulta or Amazon, you know, where they already have an account and, you know, all the stuff, all that friction is kind of gone. If you can give that in a, from the salon environment, you have this extra benefit of you actually personally recommended them something and you have a relationship with them. Do you see what I mean? And so I think, uh, that's where we can take the power back from those brands. And that, that's kind of what we're trying to do with that over the next, the next six months, I suppose. Yeah. Well, you guys come up with these big, massively incredibly daunting ideas and you just go all steam ahead and roll it out so fast and it's flawless and it's exactly what the business needs. And I've, we've been kind of part of the beta group with the e-commerce and excited about seeing it come up the up to fruition here. So I'm really excited to put it into 
Um, no, I, th- I think, yeah, like we're, we're just in beta, like we're literally in beta, yeah, the last few weeks or so. So I think the, or or then whenever, maybe it was a month, I can't remember exactly when the kickoff was, but the, yeah, I, I think we're going to see, you're going to see a lot of changes to that now, between now and Christmas, because we really love to go into 2021, knowing it's a new world out there with COVID, we might still have COVID, right? So um, that with that really ready to, to rock for, for you guys, you know, and for others. You guys have such an incredible timeline and when you put out new new features and it's it's I'm grateful for your speediness with it. But I think you bring up a good point to maybe continue the discussion of like tech and is in the world that we live in is still COVID is going to be present. And how do we begin to shift um, into more of a touchless world uh, in an industry where we're so tactile, right? We're we're having to work safely, right? We're we are literally immediately breaths away from each other, and so how we're going to work safely is part of the salon's responsibility in order to create that safe environment for our teams, for our clients, that we can also in business. But we need that other support from companies like you guys do a great job at that but what are those next steps that you're seeing in terms of dealing with covid in that sense yeah so well i think that the the big one is is the client journey so and you're already implementing a lot of these and we've we've more to come but so it starts with making the booking um you you obviously want as much as possible to be uh online so they can book online uh, you know, on a website, on on your app or whatever that is. But within that, there's COVID uh, qu- uh, check boxes already. So you're before you make a booking, they have to check. I haven't been anywhere close to anybody. And 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 just talking about that for a second, that might seem like oh, that's you know, it's just a checkbox. But when you say that to somebody, a lot of people are much more aware at the moment. You know what I mean? Like people, we're saying you know, you've seen people running around without masks when they should be or or whatever. And a lot of it's mindless. You're not thinking about it. You're just doing it without realizing. But every now and then someone goes, COVID, you know, checkbox. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I shouldn't go into the salon or whatever it is. So you, you're filtering out a bunch of people who are at risk by doing that. And at each stage, you can, you can do that to make it safer for everyone. So on the booking stage, they do it. Um, then the night before their appointment, the system sends them out a questionnaire, rechecking again. You know, things like, have they contracted? Have they been close contact with someone who's COVID? Have they been tested recently or the last five days? And they, they again, put their e-signature to that. And by putting your e-signature to something, you're much more likely to think about it and be a bit more careful about it. And like, for example, if I go to the, if I, if I go to, you know, a grocery store, I'm not filling out a questionnaire before I go in there, right? And there's so many businesses out there I'm not doing that. So the salon industry is being a lot safer by doing that, by, you know, checking them when they book, checking them again before they come in. And, um, and then, so, and so that's all done like virtually. So you, you know, you have to click a button or two to send out all the reminders or whatever, but you're not, you know, you don't have to do any real work of that. And then, so, you know, when the people are coming in, hopefully you filtered out some people that, that aren't safe at that point. Um, And then, there's, you know, you come into the store and you, you know, you're, whoever's at front of house chick clicks on the screen to say that they're, they're checked in. I see, you know, you'll have a stylist and they're upstairs. They'll get a little notification on their phone. So they know to come down and there's just less interaction. Then, you know, the person doesn't have to be 
go up to tell the person that the that their client has arrived and which is more interactions right and you're kind of reducing that um so that kind of helps keep everyone more separated um and then obviously you have the uh and then at the end is that there's the payment which so at the moment we're we can store people's credit cards and we can take the payment and you can also use Google pay and Apple pay to put up to the phone or put up to the payment device. Um, at the moment though, the tipping, you still have to key that in. So that's something I know you're having to wipe down the, um, the device once each time after each client. And we're working on that. We're hoping to have that in September. So then it'll be purely completely touchless. Um, so that's kind of the experience. And then after the, afterwards, again, then when the client leaves, they'll get a text message asking them to rate their experience. And obviously then you get the, those reviews back in and it's kind of part of that whole guest experience, even though it's not directly related to COVID, but a lot of people are now doing reviews to say, you know, yeah, I was in Salon 27 and they're, you know, it's really clean and I was really impressed with, you know, how, how um, careful they're being. And, and a lot of the reviews are reflecting that, which again, then boosts your online reputation and, helps you get new clients. And I think you were saying you're experiencing quite an uplift in clients at the moment because there's people are much more aware. They want something more safer. Absolutely. And so, you know, they're being more, you know, the, the business like yours, that's really taking that seriously can attract clients during this time when business is tough at the moment. So, um, if, you know, if you can attract new business by being more careful, you should be, you know what I mean? So I think um, that's a, a good example of that. So, uh, yeah, I think that is that kind of cover what you're what you're thinking there. Yeah, so, absolutely. And I think all of these measures now we really here in the salon we have our work cut out for us. But I think having features like this really do give us, you know, even more success with that. It is communicating with the client what those expectations are. Again, like you said, those checks that we're doing right before they even set foot in, and I think that that. It's a testament to like how we are adaptable in this industry, but also having great resources really like Forest. It's amazing. You guys bring us so much help in what we do every day. And in the most challenging time that I think we've ever experienced yeah. ever, ever, you know, I think we're I'm really grateful for you guys. I really. It, it goes both ways. We're really grateful for you guys because without you guys, we don't exist. So, and I, you know, um, I like it's 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 hard work uh, running uh, any business, but it's hard work running a, a salon business as well, where everyone's expectations now have gone to a different level, right? So you're, um, like it's it, you know we were, everyone's always saying consumer expectations keep going up, but they've just gone to a whole new level now in terms of what they expect in terms of the, the the guidelines and the distancing and all this kind of stuff so um particularly at the premium end i think you know where you're providing a premium experience and there's no room for error at all right so it's tough like that's pressure you know what i mean and it's 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 uh, it's fantastic to see you guys cope with that and do so well with it and, and actually do well even like gain new clients in this environment it's it's an uphill challenge, but it's a, it's a bit easier having good partnerships. That's for sure. So we're grateful for that. So, well, I want to. I mean, we could talk about tech and COVID all day, you know. But I do actually want to ask you a couple personal questions if you're up for it. Of course, yeah. 
And yeah, I always, this, so uh, <laughs> come on, yeah. Of course, I always say it's nothing, nothing. Honoree yeah. is all nice and all in, you know, good fun. So just getting to know you a little bit. So, um, what is your favorite meal of the day? My favorite meal uh, at the moment is lunch because I'm, I, as you can probably see, I'm working from home now, and uh, I have three little kids downstairs, and my wife works from home as well at the moment. So. We're having lunch together every day for an hour, one to two, which I haven't done in 10 years. So, um, you know, like I work in an office and I'm just grabbing a sandwich on the go or whatever. So uh, that's been really great. It's really great to spend time with family like that. So I it's I, a lot of people are saying that, but I, I'm finding that's one of the real benefits of this whole situation. And it's, I'm finding it hard to want to go back to the, you know, going into the office every day. You know what I mean? So. Um, we'll see anyway what, what happens. But I was just going to say the same thing. I feel like as hard as this whole bubble that we're in is, um, there are those good moments that are, it really feels like a reconnect and a reset. And I, I just think that's the most awesome answer. I love that. I love that you get that time with your kiddos too. So that's fantastic. Um, where are you most creative or productive? I mean, obviously you're at home right now, but in, Currently, where are you most creative or productive? Um, for me, it's definitely talking to other people. So either talking to someone like you and we were chatting earlier about business and what you're doing. And I'm, I find that really, you know, like see ideas come out of that. And the best ideas for Forrest definitely came out of, you know, working at reception or, you know, working with uh, directly with salon owners in some way. Like the best ideas come from that, not when we're just sitting at home or sitting in a room brainstorming. Like, you know, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So I, I usually like I, my best ideas come chatting with someone or uh, I'll put on, um, you know, my AirPods and just go for a walk and ring someone like someone like Paddy, who you've met before. Right. So he's and we'll just riff ideas as we're walking along. Like that's definitely my most creative place. Yeah. That's what about you? What's when are you most creative? Honestly, I I couldn't agree more. Like as soon as you said riffing with other people, and I it really is just having those it, those one on one conversations really do develop those amazing ideas. But I'm like you, I have to get out though, and whether it's walking, or I'm a runner too, so AirPods in, and either I'm like <laughs> puffing and puffing on the sidewalk talking to somebody, or like cooling down and making that but it really does it, it gets you thinking about it and then I immediately get back home and then I'm like either typing it out or scribbling it on paper and once I put it on like you know, tactile get it on uh, a word doc or on a sheet of paper like it's real I'll make it real then you know um okay so I don't know if you know but Chet and I are Star Wars fanatics that both of no, are- I have no idea no wow so our, we have children that are Lucas and Harrison for that reason. Uh, so I would like to ask you, if you could be any Star Wars character, who would you be? Um, it, my, my kids are, well, my, my middle kid especially is crazy about Star Wars. But my favorite, uh, my favorite Star Wars movie is actually Rogue One. It's not one of the, you know, not one of the main ones. You, you, do you, I don't know if you've seen that one, have you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, like, 
That's that's my favorite one. And I actually, if I was anybody, it would be the, and I don't know his name, but it's who's the guy in that? The um, he's the the um, the rebel guy who fights with the the main character in that that film. Yeah, they have this big battle on that planet before the planet. Right. I can't remember what it was. I, anyway, that's that's who I'd be. Yeah, that would be so great. It was so surprising how I mean it was awesome and so like tearful at the same time. I mean, it's such an emotional ending. Yeah, they all die. <laughs> yeah. but it's so good. I love that. That's fantastic. Okay, so you are at home in Ireland right now. So, what is one of the best things about Ireland? If you could share. The best things about Ireland, um, it's definitely not the weather because I'm looking out here, it's summer and you're saying it's Arizona, it's nice and hot. It is raining outside and it's been raining solidly for a month and it's supposed to be the summer. So it's definitely not that. Um, uh, but yeah, like did you, when you were over, did you get to travel around? I can't remember if you got to travel around at all. Were you just in Dublin? We basically stayed in Dublin and had the most amazing tour given by your lovely father. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> so but, I, um, but it, next time you come, um, and hopefully you are able to come again, obviously, if this COVID thing passes. But uh, uh, yeah, no, the, like Ireland has amazing countryside. So like that's what it's famous for. And it's famous for a reason. Just like it's it's uh, it's just really remote and beautiful. And, and the sort of like you can go and stay in cottages like in the middle of nowhere. And there's a kind of old way of life still there from, you know, hundreds of years ago. It's not, it hasn't, it's still, you know, it's obviously moved on. People have cars and TVs or whatever, but it still feels kind of old world, if that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's nice. And we're, we're cause this year, cause we can't fly anywhere, obviously for holiday. Um, we're, we're just going to go down um, back where I'm from, which is the West of Ireland and uh, stay with my parents, with our family and for a few weeks and, just kind of go out into the middle of nowhere and it should be really nice. So we're really looking forward to that. that Even if it amazing. rains, it probably will rain, but it, it doesn't really matter. So it's still there. Uh, That's why you guys nice. are so green. We're so brown yeah. here because yeah. it's the desert and it never like, rains. We'll swap. If we can swap a week weather with you, we'll, we'll happily swap you a week's weather. Yeah. <laughs> we, need, we need a little bit of like, precipitation here. It's so dry. Um, what is... The, and you kind of touched on how far it started, but what is that like one lightning moment that like, you could be so checking the boxes with Forrest? What's that one thing that just stands out where you're just, I'm proud that this happened? Um, oh, I, I would say uh, there's been a few, but the, I, I would say in during COVID, um, we had a really amazing moment. So there was this kind of... There was this uh, about two, like, you know, in March, and you may have gone through something similar. I'm sure you did, but it, it suddenly, uh, you know, lockdown was coming kind of a week beforehand. You're kind of like, is, is, are we going to have to lock down? And then suddenly it just happened. And we realized that all our clients were basically all shutting down at the same time or everywhere around the world. And we weren't going to be able to get paid. Um, but we still had to pay our employees. And... Um, we couldn't put them on furlough because they were still having to answer phone calls and we we're still having to write software. Right. So we, we, we couldn't furlough anybody, but so it was just kind of this cliff, you know, we were facing this cliff of like, 
this might just go on and on and on. And, we, you know, we don't have unlimited resources, right, to just keep paying for stuff. It, it, it's not going to reopen. And it's kind of scary moment because you're like, wow, we thought our business was really solid and doing really well. And then literally in a week, it's like <laughs> you're facing the end of it. You know what I mean? So and it was pretty scary. And I just think that we kind of got everyone together and, you know, the whole team kind of put their hand up and said, like, we're going to take a pay cut. So that the guys came up with that idea that we all take a pay cut together, which was um, amazing because usually it's like you're sort of telling people to take a pay cut and they, they're all opting. And I, I, it just felt really emotional. And um, we did, you know, we had to let some people go as well, which was just unfortunate, but there was just no way around it. We couldn't keep the team at, at the same size. And um, so people lost some of their colleagues. And then they also said that they'd take pay cut. And then, but they all came together and we had these amazing kind of Zoom calls where you'd have 200 people on the phone and it was really emotional and people crying, but everyone saying, we're going to make it through and do whatever it takes. And then the team just went away and built, you know, things like e-commerce and pre-sending the, the, the consultation forms for the e-signatures and online gift cards and, and just went away and built all these new features while this has all happened and they worked faster than they probably ever worked in their life, you know, and, and uh, that made me incredibly proud. Like, you know, just made me, yeah, it just, it was really emotional. felt really good. Yeah. That's amazing. But that's a testament to the culture that you built in your company and the people who are with you. I've, I've been the loud as I can be from here in Arizona, shouting the praises of not only yourself and the creation of Forest, the products you guys deliver, but really every single one of the people that we, my husband and I have both come in contact in, within Forest, we truly consider support. They help our business grow, but you guys are friends too. And so I, I just think like I almost got a little emotional hearing that story. Like seriously, that's so. But it, but I'm not surprised because it's truly incredible the company you guys have there. It's absolutely incredible. So that's but, Amber. That's really kind words to say. We really appreciate it. It's made okay. my made my day anyway. So same same. You guys make my day every day here. <laughs> Um, so I have just two quick questions left. So um, do you, I, I had been the last couple of days playing classic Nintendo with my eldest child. Like it's my Nintendo from like 1987 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And um, so we have Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3. And if you have played these games at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, the first no, it's Super Mario Two. So, like, I, that was the first one I ever, I ever played. And so, anytime I hear the music, I just, yeah, it's. Uh, and I have it on the, you know, I have the, you know, the way they release those uh, mini ones. Yeah. With all the games preloaded, so we have it downstairs. The kids play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Well, good. Well, so Super Two. I'm a Super Three. I love one. I love two also, but I'm a Super Mario Three. Girl. We beat Bowser last night. With that. <laughs> <laughs> um, they so, made a Lego version of it. Have you seen that? Yes, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like a full you, the little TV. You make the TV. You make, and it actually looks it looks totally real. And then you can play the TV. You can move the a little knob on it, and it Mario jumps up and down. 
It looks um, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. I can't yeah. have to hide toys like that from Chet, not the children, because yeah, that's definitely not for children. I think it's eighteen plus as well. There's like five thousand pieces, so yeah, it's definitely for adults. That yeah. one, yeah. <laughs> that's his Christmas present. Yeah, serious. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, my final question for you, and we kind of touched on this a little bit when I was talking about the culture you created within Forest, but my final question is, what are, what is one of your most um, important core values in your business? So we have, um, we have three core values and we've had the same three for 10 years. And uh, so one of those is called Servish um, Gahintuk. Have you heard this? Um, it's Irish. No, tell um, me. Irish word. So Servish means service, uh, uh, and Gahintuk means fantastic. So it's fantastic service. It it doesn't mean like just fantastic service. It means something more than that. It means something that's like part of your DNA that you have a sort of welcoming. It's it's an Irish thing around having a welcoming kind of mindset so that you're you're always um, making people feel at home and so that's kind of um we we have that as like our our core value for everyone that we hire and and is within for so that they if you're not really like that you this is probably not the place for you is the way we say it you know what i mean if you are like this you love being a forest because we really encourage it and you'll feel at home yourself if you're like that do you know what i mean but so one of the ways we track that is that in your software, do you, I don't know if you see it at the end of the day, maybe you don't see that, but it pops up. And if you've talked to support, it says there's a smiley face or an angry face. Yes. The green smiley face has Gohintuk in Irish written underneath it. And people usually go, what does that mean? Like, you know what I mean? But the idea is, is we could write fantastic or we could write it in English, but it's um, like, it just then everybody would write the same thing, but in Irish, like we're the only people who can write that, so it's sort of meant to mean something different, you know. And the green smiley face, it's hopefully obvious what it is because everyone clicks it anyway with their finger. So yeah, I so there you go. Yeah, and that tracks back. So everyone has a Gehintuk score. So everyone in, in Forest has a score, and I actually have one of the lowest scores, believe it or not. Um, so I I don't have as many. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great because sometimes there's a table and I'm usually down at the bottom, you know. So I'm, uh, but uh, that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. Yeah, yeah. that's true. All your staff are above and beyond, and, and they're all incredible. I think you guys as a company are fantastic, and I honestly can't thank you enough for sitting and chatting about advancements in tech and you know the world that we're currently in, and getting to know you a little bit more too, and. Really appreciative, and thank you so much for taking the time. No, it's been a, it's been a pleasure, Amber. Hello. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you get this e-commerce up and running. So I'll be I'll be keeping a track on that. We will. You know, we we uh, take what you guys um, create and we run with it. So we're excited to uh, be a shining success story on it. So, well, thank you so much. I so appreciate it. We'll talk to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.